0: Shalom, everybody. I hope all is well, and you've had a wonderful week. It is Parashat Vaera, and we have the beginning of the Makot, the plagues, and the first, of course, is dumb, blood, where the where the Nile River turns to blood. The question is, why is that the first of the plagues? Why specifically blood? Why the why, why the river? Why is this the first thing that that is used to strike the Egyptians? Now, firstly, it's important to note that the plagues are not just a punishment or some sort of a retribution to the Egyptians for all that they've done to the Jewish people over the years, but rather a lesson, a message, a message not just to the, to, to the Egyptians, but to Am Yisrael, to the Jewish people. It's like a six-month-long emunah faith seminar where they're going to learn who really runs the world, who's the source of reality, who is the source of everything in this world, who really runs nature. And indeed, that is what each of the plagues serve to do, to teach a unique lesson to both the Jewish people and the Egyptians and also to us for all time. So what maybe is the lesson that we can learn from the, the river turning to blood? It's pretty, pretty, you know, not such a nice image really. But what, what's it all about? So one of the reasons is like this. And I think it's very profound and very relevant to us as well. And that is that the, the unique difference between Israel and Egypt, as the Torah points out, is that Egypt is a place where it doesn't need rain They've got the Nile River, they've got their sustenance, they've got their self-sufficiency from the fact that they have all the water they need. Israel, on the other hand, says the Torah, is a place where you have to be looking up to Hashem and asking for rain because that's the only way you're going to get your sustenance. You're not going to be able to produce and have food unless Hashem gives you rain. And that's we feel that very much living in Israel and we, we, when, when there's no rain and the rain doesn't come on time or when we hope for it to come we, we add special tefillot to our Shemona Esrei. We, we, we're davening for rain and, and, and we're hoping and looking forward to when the rain will fall. When the rain falls we see oh, such a blessing, such a bracha that, um, that, that this is Hashem's clear message to us that He's bringing us sustenance. Egypt wasn't like that at all and the, the the danger therefore is that if you live in a society where you are where you feel like you know you are completely self sufficient you're completely in control so there's a certain arrogance that comes as a result in fact the way that the torah um, refers to arrogance it says that a person will say kochi va'otsem yadi asal it's my strength and my hand that gave me all this success when a person sees themselves as the source of all of everything they have, they are completely self-sufficient. They don't need anything beyond them. They don't need to transcend to see uh, that they have, that they feel a dependence, any sense of dependence on God or anyone besides themselves. It's me, and all I need is me. Right? Like I did it my way. I don't know what that, but it's something like that. Everything is me. So uh, that really was paro paro. Um, you know, would, would go out to the Nile River in the morning for some sort of a, um, a ritual and he would stand at the river and he saw himself as the, as the embodiment of what the Nile River represented. I am the king, I am the lord, I am the god. He saw himself as a god and he saw the Nile River as representing his strength as Egypt does not need anyone but themselves. And the message of the first plague was almost on some level, by the river itself turning to blood, was like Hashem was striking it and almost in some way killing their God and saying, what you think is your God, which is really yourself, it's your own self-sufficiency. You have to let go of that and realize that actually, no, Hashem runs the world. Hashem is the source of reality. And when we have that humility to recognize that there's something beyond us, it's not just uh, uh, me and my success and my talents and my this that got me where I'm at, but actually I couldn't have even lifted a finger. I couldn't have had one heartbeat. I couldn't have breathed one breath if it wasn't for Hashem giving me constant life. Force. So then, we, with that humility, we open us our, ourselves up to have Hashem in our life. And really, while Hashem, while Hashem is giving our and the Mitzrim this six-month uh, lesson in uh, in who really runs the world, um, slowly but surely, as the plagues progress, both the Mitzrim and the Jewish people get the message, and then they're left. Then they're ready to leave Egypt. They're ready to leave that culture behind and enter into a new world, into the desert, where they're going to have. Hashem is going to provide them with the man, with the bread, and Hashem is going to provide them with water, and Hashem is going to provide them with provide them with everything they need. It's a slow lesson in I am not self-sufficient, but rather I need something beyond me in order to be able to subsist. So, Baruch Hashem, we should also take that message that whatever success, whatever achievements, whatever we have in our daily in our, on a daily basis, that we constantly reference and say Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem means Hashem is the source. Hashem is the source. Yes, Hashem gave me my ability, my talents, etc. But He's constantly fueling me with the ability to be successful. And if it worked out, and if it happened, I have to turn back and say, Thank you, there's a source to this. Have a beautiful, beautiful Shabbos.